Hello, everyone, and thank you so much for tuning in to episode six of Broadway Talks, where I sit down with Broadway stars and discuss the magic that is theater. In this episode, I'm with JJ Neiman. Hi, JJ. Hi, how's it going? It's going great. How about you? Good, you know, like just surviving quarantine and making yeah. things happen. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you so much for coming on. So for those of you who don't know, JJ Neiman is awesome. He is a graduate of Elon University and even booked his first Broadway gig just three days after graduating university. Is that right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You did your research. I did. I my, yes, I did. <laughs> Um, you've been on Book of Mormon on Broadway, Bliss, the musical, and just so much more. But just before we get into Broadway and college and whatnot, I just want to learn a bit more about you. Like, what was your first experience with theater? At what age were you introduced to that? Ooh, um, so my first show ever was when I was eight years old. I was in Charlotte's Web um, and I played Avery, the like bratty little brother. And um, that was, I will say, my first show was at eight years old, but I remember asking my parents like, weekly or more like when 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 can I finally be in the shows because at that point you there was an age limit for the children's theater you had to be eight years old and I grew up all my sisters um did community theater growing up and my parents actually ran a theater company like a children's theater company where they put on shows at churches and things um when I was like a baby so I was literally in a playpen like being babysat at a theater while like rehearsals were going on. So I truly grew up surrounded by, you know, song and dance. And I like was singing and dancing and just running around before I could even speak. So I truly think I loved theater before I could ever even talk and before I could do it. And so what was that first experience like? Were you like had stage fright before you went on stage or did anything go wrong in that performance that, you know, Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, well, it's kind of hard to remember, but I do specifically remember, like, I I know it was an amazing experience and I was so, I put a lot of pressure on myself. Like I've always been a perfectionist. And so I definitely like, even at eight years old, I was like, you know, you have to get everything right. And there was one performance where both me and Fern, the lead girl, forgot like we messed up our lines in um this duet that we had together and it was like absolutely mortifying but other than that I think it was a pretty stellar experience and I really liked the community aspect of it and like that's where I found my people that's always been what theater was um but then after that I had I we moved to North Carolina so then that was the only show I did in Maryland and then I did the rest here okay and yeah was that when you knew with theaters what you wanted to do? Or was it later on after doing a few shows? Like when did that idea formulate that I want to do theater for the rest of my life? Yeah, I never seriously trained to to do this as a career truly until college slash preparing for college auditions my senior year. Um, I think up until then, it was honestly just fun. I literally just, you know, there were like, 10 or so community theaters in my hometown where I grew up here in in Wilmington, North Carolina. And um, I just did theater year round. Like I didn't go to summer camps a lot of times or I didn't do, you know, go to, you know, musical theater intensives. I just did shows all the time because there were always a theater company or a children's theater company doing one. Um, 
And that's, again, like where I found my people. So I think it started almost as a social thing, but I always loved it. And I didn't really realize it could be a career path until like my junior, senior year of high school that I was like, oh, I can actually do this maybe. Yeah. And so what was the college audition process like for Elon? Were you like that training? What did you do to prepare for it? And then how did it, how did you do it basically? Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's so weird now because I'm actually coaching kids now on their college auditions. Um, I started that last year and I'm doing it again this year with Broadway Collective. And um, it's a whole new game. It's a whole nother beast because now you have to do pre-screens for every college before you even set foot on campus. You have to get through an audition process. So like when I auditioned for Elon, I think there were like 400 or so people who auditioned and they accepted a 20 to 25 person class. Um, so the acceptance rate, that's still pretty small. Yes. But then now it's literally like a thousand to 1200 people send in pre-screens. Then they only invite like 300 people to campus and then still accept the same amount of people. So it's like crazy. It's like more than twice as competitive now. Um, so that my is. process yeah it's really wild and so my process was um actually weird because i kind of last minute not last minute decided i wanted to do it but um my parents really like no one from my hometown went to study musical theater like nobody does that like i didn't know that was a thing and so um i you know, ended up working with this coaching agency that I don't know who introduced me to it, but I ended up working with a coaching agency. Um, I knew Elon was one of the schools on my radar because I, you know, from North Carolina, that was three hours away. And like, I knew of it and I knew how great it was, but I didn't know how great it was. I think I, I thought of it more as like a local, you know, school. Um, yeah. but it's actually one of the top five in the country. And I didn't realize that. Um, and so I auditioned for only three schools for musical theater. Um, and even so, that was so rigorous because I did coaching via Skype with people to help me select materials. I was, you know, filling out applications and flying to those colleges. And I applied for like nine or 10 other schools purely academically. And I think my parents really wanted me to do that. Um, they were supportive of musical theater, but it was kind of a weird process. We were like, okay, we'll apply to some of both. But it ended up being way more academic. Um, because a lot of my family and relatives have gone to Ivy Leagues. And so like, I felt pressure to, to yeah. do that, even though I honestly academically didn't really want to go that hard with the school. Anyway, so I applied for three schools and I got into, um, or sorry, three musical theater schools and got into two out of the three. Which ones um, did you audition for? I auditioned for Carnegie Mellon in Pittsburgh, um, yeah. and then, which is a great one. And yeah. then um, Emerson in Boston and That's Elon. That's great too. Yeah, so I got into Elon and Emerson and then um, Carnegie Mellon not. Um, so yeah, I mean, that was kind of an easy choice because of the vibes I felt. And honestly, after being at the audition for Carnegie Mellon, I was like, you know, this school's not for me because like the dance call was super, super like basic. And I was like, you know, dancing is something I was like, I want to be like a dancer when I leave college. And Carnegie Mellon is really acting focused. And I was like, I don't think that that's like right for me. So I didn't even get in there. Um, and then Elon is a very much triple threat, like well-rounded training. Yeah. Um, and I kind of just, and also I set foot on campus. And I remember 
like sobbing, crying in the car on the way home from my Elon audition because I was so sick and I um, was so upset because I was like, this is a dream school. Like, I know this is where I'm supposed to be and I'm not going to get in because I bombed my audition and I didn't actually like bomb it, but I was so sick that like, it obviously wasn't my best work. Um, so I'm glad that they were able to look past that and it worked out. Yeah. I mean, I guess it did work out in the end because you got in. Yeah. So now, as I understand, and please correct me if I'm wrong, you booked Book of Mormon three days after graduating. So I know that that happened because most schools have a senior showcase in all the like performing arts hubs of America. And were you like scouted, quote unquote, in that showcase or did an agent recommend you or how did that whole process happen? Yeah, it's a kind of cool story. Um, and I love being able to tell it now, even though it was crazy at the time. So Elon, what we do like differently than other schools, we actually, instead of doing a New York showcase, I mean, we kind of do a version of that, like at 54 Below, but we bring casting directors and agents to campus. So basically we have representatives from every major casting office and a lot of the big agencies and they fly down. We, you know, pay them, we fly them down um, with our fundraised money too. Like I was one of the, the students in charge of fundraising for that. Um, we raised like $20,000. Oh, wow. And so I know. Um, and so we ended up flying them down to campus and um, auditioning for them. And like, you know, we kind of wine and dine them. And we also get to do individual sessions. And one of those people was, well, one of those people was my agent that I ended up signing with in March. Um, and they're amazing CGF talent. And then the um there also was a representative from um book of mormon casting or kind of like an associate he didn't yeah. directly cast the show but an associate and so um so basically they i got an email from book of mormon casting like hey we'd love for you to submit um and that was i think in april of my senior year so when did the actual showcase happen was that in march oh yeah so that was in february and the beginning of march um, and that's when, and then when I went up for spring break, mid-March, that's when I officially signed with my agent, okay. but I hadn't been for an audition for Book of Mormon yet, but I got reached out to by casting because the associate was like, oh, this guy would be great for it. And actually, I think five or six of my classmates, we all got the same email. And so we all submitted, you know, self tapes with like material from the show, a tap dance, a song of your own and like a side and all that. And then I think a week after sending that in, um, I got an email basically that I had a callback in New York for it. Um, and that was the day after, two days after my college graduation. So that was, I graduated on a Saturday and that callback was on a Monday. So I literally like, you know, graduated and also like partied like a little bit because, yeah. you know, like that you college graduated. Um, and so I, looking back, I'm like, hmm, was I the smartest to do that? Whatever, it worked out. Um, but I got on a plane and I, like, I packed up my apartment, got on a plane, left my car at the airport in Raleigh, Durham, and, um, flew up to New York and I stayed with a friend, um, thankfully. And so, and also all of my classmates, we all got callbacks, which is fierce. So we all went up and stayed with the same yeah. friend, which was like kind of strange. But, um, so we all went up did basically an audition day with like, you know, the dance captain taught us some dances from the show. You know, we say, did basically the same things also that we did 
in the, the self tape too. Um, and then I got a call from my agents that I had a final callback for the next day. And also mind you, when you go up for a callback like this, um, sometimes they're just building their files and they're like, Oh, we might need someone a year from now. So you're like, who knows what will come of this, but like, let me go in. Um, I had no idea that they needed an immediate replacement. <laughs> um, so I had a final callback for the next day and I basically did all of the same material, but then like the dance captain ended up bringing me into a room and was like with, with two or three other guys and taught us another dance. And I didn't realize at the time, but that was what they call kind of like the swing test to see how quickly and detail oriented you can pick up choreography because as a swing you're learning so fast yeah. and so many different types of choreography yeah you're um, basically understanding all like male yeah ensemble roles and sometimes even the female ones and you have to yep. know each track by heart and get put on like in a second so have you ever actually been put on like mid-show ever or um okay so uh, somehow in my two and a half years I got lucky because I never had to be on mid-show however it did happen well I have been swung on 15 minutes before the show like really really scrambling because someone's stuck on their subway like you know underground or something yeah. um and then my and I think it worked out that way that did happen like three or four times in my two and a half years but it happened where I was already like on and the other swing had to do it. It's just like kind of how it worked out. Um, and one time I will say, <laughs> this isn't my proudest moment, but one time that did happen before literally the last number, someone like ran off stage and like had to throw up and like before the last number, like five minutes before the end of the show. And we're like, Oh my God, we're about to leave. And, um, and I remember the stage manager coming in and me and the swing were sitting there like at our computers, like maybe watching Netflix or something. And he was like, okay, we need someone. And I was just like, I just sat there. And so the other swing got up and did it. And I was like, thank you. Because also the other swing, for some reason, he had been there for literally eight years. Like he'd been in the show for so long. So he actually had spare pieces of like underwear and socks and everything in our dressing room. I didn't even actually have that yet. Um, so he was like a little more equipped to, to yeah. jump in at that moment. But I was like, oh my gosh. Cause sometimes you're like, my facial hair grows really quickly and everything. And like, if I take one day off of shaving, I have stubble and I'm just like, you never know when you're going to get swung on in the middle of the show. And it's also just like, you can't help it. Cause like shaving every day hurts your skin. But like, it's weird as a swing. Cause sometimes you're going to work and you're like, I might have to like be thrown on and I need to like have my hair somewhat done and be shaped. You know, you have to like think about all those things, even if you're not going to be on. So of course. So, yeah. Yeah. Sorry. I interrupted you. So you were in that oh, final yeah. swing, swing yes. test. So basically that happened. I did my final callback and I, I got a call from the head of my program at Elon, um, who I'm actually like, you know, great friends with. She's awesome. And um, basically she called me and she was like, did you recently go in for like this casting director? And I was like, yeah, I just was in a final callback for Book of Mormon. And she was like, oh my gosh. And she called me and she was like, I can't tell you like what, you know, what's happening, but like they reached out to me and da 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 da. And I found out that basically because, you know, they kind of knew the head of my program from doing these showcases at Elon and coming down, they asked her like, hey, this kid is 21 years old. Like, 
is he responsible? Can he handle swinging? Is he organized? Can he do, you know, seven tracks in the show? And I was her assistant at Elon. Like I was responding to the emails. I was running audition days at Elon and all these things. So she was like, yes, he will be there with color coded notes and like everything. And he will be on top of it. And I honestly think that that like kind of, you know, that, put me over the edge a little bit um, and was what they needed to hear. Um, and so basically, yeah, my agents that night were like, you are this close. Um, you basically got it, but they need one more person who I think was Casey Nicola um, to sign off on you. Um, and so um, they're, he's going to watch the video. So we'll, we'll find out more tomorrow. And I was like, okay, great. So I went out and had some, a margarita. I was like, yes, live. Um, and I went to an audition <laughs> next morning I still went to another audition the next day for Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Um, that was on Broadway at the time. And I got cut immediately. It was a dance call. And I just was not right for the style and the track that they were looking for. And I was like, okay, this is more realistic New York. Like, you don't, you know what I mean? Anyway. Um, but yeah, I left. It's not that usually audition. normal. You graduate and then you get on Broadway. So it's really like one of those fairy tales. True. It truly is. And like, it's wild because I, it's, it's just total testament to being exactly what they need, the right look, the right skill set at the right time. And I left out that audition that I got cut from and I had a voicemail from my agents and they were like, Hey, so you got Book of Mormon. Um, you're going to start rehearsal at the music room at 3 PM today. And I was like, uh, what? Like today, today? Yes. Like, and at the theater, I was like, oh my God, I'm about to literally go to a Broadway theater. Like, I work there. It was so weird. And also the fact that, like, I didn't, like, I didn't have a place to live. Like, I had summer jobs. I had four months of work lined up, like, in St. Louis and in Maine and, like, at different theaters. And so I had to cancel, like, all my plans, cancel flights. Um, I also had to, like, find a place to live. So luckily my friend let me crash with them for the time being. And I, I found like a sublet. Um, and uh, you know, my car was at the Raleigh airport in North Carolina. So I had to ship my keys down to my parents. Yeah. They could drive two hours to the airport to get my car with my entire apartment. And I, I only had a few clothes with me. Like I yeah, didn't you live thought You just fly for the callback and then get back. And like, yes, you had no idea. So I, it was like so wild. So anyway, I say all that to say, right place at the right time. And, and trust me, like I've been in final callbacks and gotten to that same point for so many Broadway shows now at this point that I'm like, it'll happen again when it's the right one. And like, that's kind of just, that's all there is to it. You yeah. Know? And so you're currently working on Bliss the Musical, is that right? Mm -hmm. So can you yeah. tell me more a little bit about that? Like what's that whole project about? Yeah, it's actually, oh, it's so like special to me. And I got cast for the workshop. Like the show's been in development for like eight years, actually. Oh, wow. um, and yeah, and um, they've done some readings and workshops before, but I got hired to do the latest workshop, which was October 2018. So I did that. And then I did another reading in May, last May. Um, and then 
And basically, um, and that was something that I got an appointment for my agent and I just went through the audition and callback process. Um, and yeah, and then they uh, just kind of offered me everything from there. And um, the workshop was really cool because it was my first time developing something new and it was a four week process. And so we ended up, you know, at the end shopping that around to producers and investors and different theaters, including the Fifth Avenue Theater in Seattle, where we ended up doing our tryout. Um, and we have new executive producers on board. Um, it's really exciting. The actual, um, the artistic director or like the co-artistic director of the public theater in New York is actually one of our um, producers now, which oh, is wow. really exciting. Yeah. Um, yeah, it really like adds a lot of credibility too. Um, and the team is awesome. And so it's basically a fairy tale musical which um there obviously are a good amount of but it's really cool because it's completely original storyline music um it's all pop rock and it's basically about these four sisters and it's about like sisterhood who and like them basically being sheltered their whole life and then breaking out into this kingdom the kingdom of mirrors that basically is filled with people you know imposing their their you know views on them and being like princesses look like this 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 happily ever afters are like this 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 like you're ugly you're fat you're this this and so it, it's really these sisters who are so confident like being broken down by the world that they are in um and so i play one of the like posh mean jesters that is very like antagonistic and it's really cool being able going from like smiley book of mormon to playing like kind of a bitchy villain Oof, yeah. sorry can i say that on this yeah okay um but yeah so basically going you know playing a villain and um i also got to play a unicorn which is like so funny like that was just so fun. Um, and so I also got to understudy one of the leads that falls in love with like the main princess and stuff. So okay. um, it's a really cool story and it's been really interesting to see it develop from each stage. And I've gotten to also, you know, development wise, contribute a lot of choreography and like my own flair and like they'll just be like hey we need an a count here what do you want to do and i'll just come up with things and that's really fun because chore choreographing is one of my biggest passions and so um it's been really 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 fun yeah and so when my own track instead of like swinging and fitting into someone else's you know of course. I mean, I've heard so many actors, you know, they're in a Broadway production, which is amazing, of course. Then they get an opportunity to create something new in mm. either Broadway, off-Broadway, regional, whatever. So, I mean, I mean, I think that's like a big thing to be able to create something of your own instead of falling absolutely. into the previous, like, yeah. yeah. I absolutely agree. So... Now, do you have a specific type of theater that inspires you more, like genre, like golden age shows, new shows, plays, musicals, or do you like enjoy more pop rock songs, more operatic musicals? Like, what is that type of theater that really gets to you? Yeah, I, well, first of all, I really like inventive theater, and I think anytime people are doing revivals now, or like, you know, yeah, like, I feel like it should be bringing something new to the table. I think the time is done of people bringing these old like golden age shows and just like having them be exactly how they were, you know, 50 years ago, like America has changed. And so we need to like represent that a little bit better. And also if there's problematic stuff in the show, it's important to adapt it to like a modern audience, unless it's like specifically integral to the plot. Of course. Um, so, you know, I 
getting to do educational theater and stuff like we got to do shows like parade at elon and like stuff that like really sits with you i will say i tend to gravitate towards joyful theater i'm a very like happy person and like anytime i've done a show like parade or les mis or all of these shows that are like heavy and you have to live in like a lot of death and stuff i don't do well with that um just because you know, there is an aspect of not being able to separate yourself from that if you're doing it every day. Of course, and like eight so, times a week, you kind of oh, get invested yeah. into whatever's going on at that point. Oh, yeah. And so I, um, so yeah, I tend to really like, like, I love the hairsprays of the world, like the shows that have really good messages at their core. Theater should always teach. It shouldn't be fluff. Um, but I do really enjoy like, fun and also contemporary pop rock sound. That's kind of my forte of like dance and singing. Yeah. Yeah. So I have a question that's kind of, people go both sides in this. So what's your opinion on getting a theater degree? Now, obviously you went and got your degree from Elon. And I mean, a lot of people think it's great to get that type of foundation, to get that, you know, proper training instead of, and also learn about the industry, learn about the business before throwing yourself head on and some people say no the best type of experience is to actually work and not waste four years studying when you could be learning while actually doing so what's your opinion on on getting a theater degree that's a great question um it definitely depends on the person i will say for me i was really rough around the edges i had um very like like truly like i i had never taken an acting class before i went to school i couldn't do like i wasn't very flexible like i had a lot of raw dance technique but i couldn't do like the splits and all that kind of stuff and i didn't know anything about the industry really um at all and i also had really bad and rough vocal technique i would lose my voice like almost once a week and i would just push my voice and i was just honestly taught incorrectly and had really bad vocal habits um and i can honestly say all of those, I could not have done eight show weeks on Broadway. Like I just simply couldn't have. And so I needed school um, and I didn't know how much I needed school until I got there. And so Elon was like the most awesome place, like the best four years of my life. Like I just loved college in general um, and the community and it was such a safe space. And that's kind of why I chose it. Cause I was like, I need a safe space to grow because New York is intense and it's tough. And so if yeah. you think about it, when you're going to New York, absolutely there's amazing training there. But if you're 18 and you're just flying to New York and you know, it's, it's your responsibility to get in with the best voice teachers and take dance classes and you know get into the acting classes and there's a lot of people who are trying to get into those and there isn't a, a foundational like core curriculum or any kind of educational program i don't think that really guides you in all of these steps that you need and gives you like all of the all of the things you know and so um, there are some people who went to Elon and dropped out after a year because, and then went and booked Mean Girls and booked like a million things and the prom and all these things. And so like, it definitely happens. And some people just feel ready. They're like, okay, I, I had a year or two of college. I'm good. Um, but I definitely just was not one of those people. And I also wanted to like minor in business administration. And I have a lot of passions outside of theater that I was like, I want to like learn about and I want to study abroad and I want to do all these things. So, but college is expensive. So I get it. But also like moving to New York is really expensive too. Um, so it's nice if you can do some sort of program that gives you 
has it all laid out for you that you can just like soak up all the knowledge, you know? Yeah. No, yeah. I, I, yeah, that's hundred percent true. Cause again, there's no point throwing yourself head on into an industry without knowing anything about it, especially with theater. Yeah. Cause there's no real, you know, like stability. If you get there and have no training or experience, the directors or casting associates, they'll see that. And also yeah. there's networking involved. Yeah. I've, I've, I mean, mm-hmm. that's how you got your first Broadway gig. Oh yeah. The connections are important for sure. Mm-hmm. So now this is a question that I kind of ask everyone, but what is your dream role? Like, it's a very vague question. It could be TV, film, Broadway, tours. You could even be on the creative side of things, like a writer, a director. But if there was this one project and this one role where somebody said, JJ, you can have it right now. Like, what would it be that you'd be like, yes, I'll take it. I'll take it. Like, well, a dream... Yeah, a dream role of mine. Well, I was going to achieve two dreams this summer, but it got canceled. But I was supposed to, in North Carolina, um, be starring as Jack Kelly in Newsies. Oh, that's... And also choreographing Newsies, which, honey, that, that is, is a amazing. lot. Yes. <laughs> I mean, that, yeah, so... that sounds like so much fun, because Newsies, the choreography, is supposed to be about having fun and entertainment. So yeah, that's, yeah. that's great. So I would say that, and and hopefully that'll be happening maybe for like New Year's, the New Year's show. Um, yeah. But yeah, I mean, I think I, I stand with a lot of actors in saying that my dream role is something that hasn't been created yet um, because that's the most fun. But I will say Newsies is just a dream show and I've been cast in it three times now and haven't <laughs> been able to do it. So I'm just like, am I cursed? Like, Or is the I show cursed? To- I know. Yeah. No, I, I really love Musies as well. It's such a, it just looks like such a fun show to do. Yeah. So now we've talked about dream roles, but what has been your favorite past production you've been a part of? It doesn't have to be Broadway or professional. It could have been like when you were eight years old, was it Charlotte's Web or like it could be anything. Ooh, that's such a good question. Um, that's really hard to pick. I honestly... I mean, I honestly want, part of me wants to say bliss because of just the experience that it was. And it's just so magical, but I'll probably say, I don't know. Oh my gosh. Um, I really loved um, doing Rock of Ages at Elon. Um, I got to do that my senior year and play Drew and I got to do that with my class. And that was so fun. Um, And just so like that show is just hilarious. Um, And it was a blast. And then professionally, I'll say, um, I think Hairspray at the Muni, just because that was like really magical. I got to do like Taylor Louderman and all of these like amazing, huge performers. Wow. Oh yeah, the cast was stacked for sure. What did you play in Hairspray? Um, I was Fender, yeah. Well, that's a wrap. So thank you so much for joining me today, JJ. Of course, this has been so much fun. I'm glad. And thank (laughs) you to everyone who tuned in. So look out for episode seven airing next Saturday at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Stay safe, everyone. Bye.